0: Welcome back to Witch Sweat. I am your host, Melissa Word, and this week on the podcast we have one of my very dear pals, Narinder Bazin, hot on the mic with me. Uh, This episode is pretty freaking electric, if I do say so myself. We really get into the nitty gritty of our personal feelings of constriction when it comes to this... Habit and acculturation of being palatable. And feeling like you need to wrangle yourself in all of these different directions to be understood, to be liked, to be safe in different social environments and in different areas of our lives. Um, So we talk about it from the individual perspective and we talk about it from the larger cultural perspective. And the true cost of in authenticity, the true cost of prioritizing being palatable for other people's comfort level. Right? Um, yeah, there are quite a few technical difficulties that went down in this episode. Um, I have done my best by you, dear listener, to try to make it a little less bumpy of a ride but just know that's happening. Um, Let me tell you a couple of words about Narendra Basin. Um, She is a multi-potentialite with a hyper-focus on helping free spirits find their way. She's a thought leader, conceptual artist, death midwife, and a guide to enchanted living. Side note, being in her presence is an exceptionally enchanting experience I can attest to. Her radical compassion and witchy auntie straight talk has led many people to find their own magic. She's taught other holistic end-of-life care practitioners in many parts of the world how to step into their role as new paradigm death care workers. Hell freaking yes! And she says that all of her work meets at the crossroads of living in death awareness and enchantment. Yo, some powerful stuff up in here. So without further ado, I give you the lovely Narendra Basin. All
1: right. I'm having so much fun with this enthusiasm. I'm having so much fun with this enthusiasm. And I don't know about your creative process, Melissa, but mine comes in like, it is like throw up. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) It is like, oh, like I cannot control Mm. my creative process. And sometime, you know, like Mm -hmm. I can control it, but it's like, why would you rein in wild horses? You know what I mean? Like, just let the creative process go and flow. Yes. And make sure I get good sleep, you know? And that's why I'm so thankful that my work schedule lets me have, we've talked about this before, like my work, which I never feel like I'm working. I feel like I'm always playing and playing, doing God's work. Right. Mm -hmm. I just, I feel like it it operates best when I just let it rip.
0: (laughs) That is my perennial, like guiding. I feel like ever since grief threads, let it rip is the guiding mantra for all life activities. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm, so I want to say this. So there's, I feel like the thing that I'm most excited to talk with you about, and I'm intentionally like blurring the line for us about like when we begin, right? Like, yes, the whatever that <laughs> little clapperboard mm-hmm. thing is in a movie. Like, mm-hmm. I'm intentionally in this moment feeling like to make that very murky mm-hmm. for us for the precise reason of what we will be talking about, which is like, when is it a when are we on? in this sort of stilted, like, oh, God, the asshole is tight now because we're recording and my camera's on and the microphone is on and, like, <laughs> people are looking now, so it better be good. And there's, like, constriction in the body, right? Which we both yes, kind of felt. Yes, And But we also were, like, Teehe, we know that feeling. Uh-huh. And then when is that, like, that same, like, white-hot sensation the opening of a very spacious portal in which like God flows through the mystery flows through the Mm -hmm. all that is flows through Mm -hmm. and that's the very sort of abstract way of like what I want to really dig into with you which is like sacred performer sacred clown medicine Mm -hmm. sacred like hot on the mic person Mm -hmm and finding this distinction and we can get more like down into the context of this of why I'm so curious about this and why this is like your life's work but just the overarching umbrella of what I feel like will this the flow will happen in this conversation Mm -hmm. is like what is that distinction how do we know what that distinction is how do we like Start to cultivate the awareness in ourselves of like being willing to be more seen, mm-hmm. specifically for you and I, because we are people who are seen mm-hmm. for our JOBs, but also for any person, any person listening who like feels that constriction when it's time to be seen, when it's time to announce thyself as a person in the world
2: and the constriction happens and when does the opening happen I don't know that's sort of Mm -hmm. the swimmy
0: like big large thing and I'll uh leave that open for you to just run with Mm
2: -hmm. or
0: we can like dig down into a little bit more like context of Mm -hmm. why I rang you up to be like Narendra let's talk about the sacred clowns talk and about that, being seen. Yeah,
1: and h- let's have this conversation in front of people.
0: And let's, ha- yeah, we could have just as easily been like, "Girl, I need to process some shit with you." <laughs> but what is it like to be like, oh, suddenly this conversation is like, because I'm not doing the thing where I'm like, "Hello, dear listeners. Today in the studio we have Narendra Basin, who is mm-hmm. this, this, and this, and this." Mm-hmm. Right? This is. It's like not a formal style interview. I mean, it yeah. might be, it might flow that direction, but like, what happens to a conversation when we can just like feel the sparkle of the witness
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the audience?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I, for some reason, I'm getting an image of Matisse in his studio. And I'm thinking about, People being invited into why why Matisse comes into my head, I don't know, his mobiles, I don't know. I,
0: mm.
1: People being invited into the artist's um, studio while they're working. And uh, how uh, there's so much like let's, I mean, I'm gonna just be bold and say all the freaking magic in an artist's piece and their work is inside of the studio.
0: Uh, the mess the The mess mess.
1: yeah and then they're done and they put it out there and everyone applauds you know and the piece goes to auction or a gallery or performance or something and people see that final piece but they don't get to see when that artist is inside of the Mm. studio and is like the conduit for the great creative force Mm. and I'm like okay let's not give them a piece a finished piece let's let them come inside the studio
0: the work in progress,
1: the work in progress. And I love that your name here on zoom is Melissa Ward studio, the work in progress.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. <clears throat> mm. It makes me think of Kendrick Lamar. I like quote the great poet laureate of our time, Kendrick Lamar, uh, mm-hmm. with this line, I think about it all of the time. Give me something real, like ass with some stretch marks, like we are so (laughs) starved of ass with stretch marks we only have airbrushed
1: asses Asses. in the world (laughs) bless Kendrick
0: Lamar and my
1: ass with stretch marks
0: (laughs) yes
2: yeah give me
1: something real okay so let's 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 do the thing and it's like it takes this there, there's still that constriction. There's like a tiny little piece of that constriction I'm still feeling around. Like there's mm-hmm. an audience mm-hmm. and I'm performing and there's people listening. And there's a part that's like, well, you do want to take into consideration the people that are listening. But also I'm like, no, I want, to, I want to get into that performance flow, right? Where you're like, you're just moving and letting, you know, you're a performer. I'm a performer. Like get into that place where it just flows through. There's just these little yes. sticky pieces. Like-
0: Sticky every pieces yes. is, yeah
1: like every great way picture, to it. picture frame in my house has a little bit mm. of price tag still stuck to the back of <laughs> it <laughs> you know you're like doing your fingernail and you're trying to get the little bit of the price tag off the back of the frame little, these little sticky pieces you know and I'm like I still have a little bit of price tag I'm still uh, trying to
0: get that off the cost so. the, this is the cost yes. of performing in this world
1: yes yes
0: Okay, so freaking hell yes. Let me give us a little bit of context here to chew on with the sticky bits. So as you've named, you and I are both performers Mm -hmm. as like both the foreground and the background of Mm -hmm. our other like working practices in the world as artists and facilitators of experiences for the people. I am currently my... My ass with some stretch marks is currently sit- sitting seated in Los Angeles, California, which, by the way, if we didn't all know, is a hotbed of many kinds of performance fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> the best Tommy. and the brightest and the most nefarious around performance, capital P performance. And I am like, having this experience of feeling so like wide open and porous to the world, very um, permeable, very available, that feels uh, aligned with the same kind of like performative flow, like when you are in flow, like tapped in as a conduit for some greater force to move through you, to be shared with the people, it's that same kind of like sensitivity and willingness and surrender. And at the same time, I feel wildly triggered by uh, being seen, being seen. I'm it's bringing up, it's kind of I'm vacillating between being so available to being seen and witnessed and held by the world with like no boundaries, no guards. And then like really feeling my walls come up intensely. And so I'm kind of feeling that back and forth in a really pronounced kind of extreme way than I, that I might normally in my day-to-day life. Um, and so, yeah, I'm thinking about this question of, because I think this is something that a lot of people who would not necessarily identify as a performer can relate to the feeling of like being afraid to be seen authentically. Like you and I have been talking behind the scenes a lot about like palatability, right? Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. that's a kind of performance that people do, a false performance. It's such a performance. Right? So the sticky bits for me are like, I'm feeling myself vacillating between, yeah, what it like, when the nervous system doesn't feel safe, how there's this, like, we're, we're habituated into going into a false performance of the self as a safety mechanism, as a way to like, try to yes, try to like approximate safety by performing the false self.
1: Oh my God. I'm so over it. (laughs) (laughs) It's painful. It's so it's painful. painful. It's painful to, it's painful to feel, and it's painful to watch in other people. Yes. It's, it's so painful to watch in other people. Th- this is what I think about all the time. I was a preschool teacher. I was a preschool teacher and a nanny. So I was in, I got mm-hmm. to be like children, little children, especially like three and four-year-olds give you so much permission to be in that, like, Totally free radical creative space. There's no child that's not creative. We're all creative. Right. And so like, I, I see this as we, like, that's how I, that's how we came about. We, we, we were born with all of this creative energy. We were born with this, like we didn't, we weren't, we weren't sitting there thinking about what people were going to think about our, our puppet we were making. Right. Like Mm. we weren't thinking about what people were going to think about these things. And everybody has this. And then like, around age, what, five, six, seven, we start to feel separated. We start to feel mm. like we're other, do you know? And then we get told like, oh, you're really good at this. or you're really good at that, or don't do this and do that. And you get, you get told who to be. And so, I mean, it's like, it's, it's so ingrained in us, even oh, parents with really great intentions, right? Like you have to be really careful about this with children. And it's so, in, it, but it's so ingrained in us when we were teeny tiny that, we have to walk left right left right we have to sit down at the desk we have to fold our hands we have to do the assignment we have to do mm. this thing and then we you know leave school and we have to continue being this like person who can who absolutely fits into every single scenario that we ever find ourselves in
2: yes yes
1: oh, oh my god it's freaking exhausting no wonder uh. No wonder folks like us tend to be introverted because to have to go out and be like, okay, now I fit into the grocery store. Now I'm fitting into the waiting room. Now I'm fitting into this holistic death care movement. Now I'm fitting into this Mm. performance piece. Now I'm fitting into this um, artist collective, like even like all over the places where we're like, we have, we're like censoring ourselves so that we can fit into that place. And Mm. the, sacred clown work that I do that, that I don't even, I don't even plan or, or I don't plan or scheme or think I'm going to put on a sacred clown performance. Like I never am like that. That's not the sacred clown. The sacred clown is like, I'm, I'm going to break Like my, the thing inside of me, Melissa, that is so like strong and I've been fighting against it for years. And here come the tears I've been fighting against it for years is it's Mm. not about, I'm going to stand up and do a big show because I want you to tell me how great I am. I'm going to stand up and do this big, like, blah, 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 blah. Look at me because I want you to do that. Mm. And that's the sacred clown is going to break the sacred clown's ultimate job is to set the souls free the sacred clown's ultimate job is to get up in other people's faces and break their contract with the consensus reality that's the whole point of
2: the sacred clown yeah it's not about performance it's gorgeous gorgeous work
1: from the gods and bless us sacred clowns because we have this huge force inside of us that says i want you to be free mm. i want you to be free person i want you to i want you to live in your fullest potential mm. and 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 my specific clowning is like we're you're going to die mm. you're dying we're going to die this is all limited And on your deathbed, you don't want to sit there and say, I wish I would have just been myself. You don't want to sit there on your deathbed and say that you want to sit there on your deathbed and you want to say, I lived so fully and boldly and colorfully, or I lived in my gorgeous flowing pastels. Like you want to just, you want to be able to say, I lived my thing. And capitalism and Western culture, especially white Protestant culture is like, Mm. you can only do it this one way. Mm. And you have to be palatable to every single person in your family and every single person in your school. And you have to be palatable to every Mm. single person on social media. And you have to be palatable to every single person. And there's billions of people in this world and there's no way you're going to be palatable to everybody, but there's a bunch of people in this world that need you to, to get out of that. You know what I mean? Time is limited. Time is Mm. limited. The time is now. And how do you do that without anxiety, without so much urgency? Like there's a lot of urgency in my voice because I always feel death around me all the time. It's not like I'm like, you know, ticking off things on my bucket list but I do feel like I don't have time to sit back and worry anymore about mm-hmm. what people think. And I just went through this, like another release of that. It's like the, it's the, it's the pull on the onion layers back on the onion thing. Like, you know, it's not like one day you're like, oh my God, no, I suddenly don't care about what anybody thinks about me. And if I'm totally palpable to everybody, you don't have that like
0: eureka moment. Destination.
1: Yeah. It's just all the, it's every day pulling it back. And it's a muscle that you have to work and you have to stretch and you have to be like, I'm going to do this and I'm safe. Every time I do this,
2: Mm. I'm safe. Yo, did you just feel like 38 mics drop?
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, but I felt like I let it rip and didn't care about what people
0: thought. <laughs> <gasps> Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, wow. We wower, wowersons. Okay. Um, a resounding yes. A deep and resounding yes to all of that. Um,
1: You feel it too, huh?
0: Oh, so deeply. I feel so like what you named a phrase that came to mind when you said that is unpalatability as a practice right it's not a destination that you get to of like bippity boppity boop suddenly I am cured and I don't give a <laughs> fuck middle finger perennially in the air I am just like out here waving my freak flag 24 7 because I like I went to the sound healing meditation in Ohio California and now I'm like cured right <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like Oh, just like move like continuing to follow the breadcrumbs through the wilderness and some days there's a clearing and some days it's yeah, there's just different layers. Um the other thing that I want to highlight underscore exclamation
2: mark is that learned habit of
0: believing it's the illusion that it is actually possible to correctly ascertain how you are supposed to show up palatably in every environment i think that is like probably the number one wound of people socialized as white women in this country mm-hmm. is that there's this belief that if you just like read the riddle Like, solve the clue, like, catch the glances and the eyebrow raises and, like, really study. I mean, it's just, like, codependency at its finest, right? But it also, there's, like, shadows to it and there's gifts to it as well. I'm not going to, like, fully villainize this because I think it is also, can be a superpower if, like, worked with and Mm -hmm. healed. But this illusion that it is possible to get everyone to co-sign you Mm -hmm. and get to get everybody like on board with how you move through the world Mm -hmm. but in order to do that there's just a lot of constriction it's like okay if I have to like from this direction if I've got to be this way okay well then I got to do come in this way and if it's coming from this direction and so if it's it's like 360 degrees of influence of of the shoulds and the palatability uh like check check marks then actually it's just this pressure cooker of forces coming in from all sides
2: right that just gets like smaller and smaller constriction Mm -hmm. And I'm just so
0: moved by you bringing um, what we joke about you and I behind the scenes as big D energy that Mm -hmm. you bring, (laughs) which is big death energy. She got the big D energy. She got it. She's
2: swinging it.
0: She got it. She's
2: She's swinging that big D. D.
0: Um, Yeah. So (laughs) that, that that particular lens that you bring that's like actually the stakes are really fucking high yeah they are it's not just about like oh we should like heal our people pleasiness because it's like kind of cringy to be a people pleaser it's not about that anymore it's like just to restate exactly what you said for those in the back like you don't want to be on your deathbed and be like i was so small
2: and i was hiding damn it it's a one take. It, we get one take.
0: Yeah. We could re- we could sit here and do like 15 takes of this podcast episode. I hear people say that they do that. They like record podcasts mm-hmm. like 10 times to get it just right. Yeah. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. not, again, I'm not like villainized. I've recorded things. I've done it. I've done it. I've done it. I've done it. I have so much fear about being seen in the mess. I am hiding all of the time. Mm. And honestly, Nirna, the thing that is like being triggered, you asked what's like one of the triggers of LA. I feel like what is the, the sort of pressure cooker of LA and all of its influences right now, what it's showing me undeniably is like my biggest fear as like a a performing person, but also just a a human in the world in this one take life is I had to sort of admit to myself, which I did this morning before jumping on this podcast with you of like, oh shit, I'm actually, like the most terrifying thing to me is being seen terrified. Mm.
2: Like I'm so scared That it's going to be so obvious how scared I am. And I'm I'm particularly uh, aware of it when I'm around
0: like performance people who are also like just like witchy as fuck, sensitive as fuck, like have the sort of deep penetrating gaze. And I'm like, well, the jig is up. They can see me. This is (laughs) like, they know that I'm just a scared little bitch out here, like just trying to be a good little performer. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it makes all the walls kind of come up more. I mean, Mm -hmm. I am speaking right now in kind of a specific niche of like dance spaces, performance spaces. uh, But even in social settings, even in social settings, I can just feel like, oh, it's so obvious how scared I am right now. And that feels like something I have to, I should cover up. Like my life depends on it.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yet I deeply
0: feel the pain of what we're talking about of like, why are we hiding? I mean, I know why we're hiding. We're all hiding. Mm -hmm. But like, I feel the cost of that is too great now. It makes me like doubled over in agony.
2: Mm. I heard you say one time, palatability is a liability. Can you Mm. riff on that? What do you mean by that? It feels Uh, like a liability because when I
0: am, I'll speak from the eye and speak for myself. It's very fun to like get on the soapbox and be like, okay, y'all no more palatability. <laughs> but like, let me just actually talk about the fact that I have wrangled <laughs> myself into trying to be palatable for so many motherfuckers out here for so yes. long. So let me just like, let me just tend to my own garden real quick. <laughs> In, front said, like, In front In of front people. In front of people. In front of people. Rip That's it off. Rip right. it off. Um, it's a lie. When I try to make myself palatable. And I'm thinking of one person in particular that I'll just help me like really get specific and clear. When I try to be palatable, I know that I am actually a liability because I'm a liability. It's almost like the the phrase like a menace to society. I feel like I'm a menace to society because I'm trading in trustworthiness. I'm trading in like the cost of me trying to unconsciously, it happens just like a, Like a knee-jerk habit of like and now I'm this version of myself. The cost of doing that is that I I think it just happens energetically that people can sense, like, oh, you're not being real. You're not real. And therefore, you're not trustworthy. And therefore, you're not um attached to your center. You're not intact. The cost is you are not intact and I don't know how to, it's like a a wall that's, or like a door that's not really a door. You're like, how do I go through this? How do I, the ground that's not really the ground. It's like, oh, this is not an intact reality. And so therefore other people kind of just unconsciously pull away from you because they're like, you're not an intact being. And that's the like sad punchline, Narender, is that like, I know that when I'm trying to be palatable, what I really want is to be loved. I want to be connected with, I want connection.
2: I want to come closer to someone. And the reality on an energetic level is when I
0: trade in my authenticity and I trade in my realness, uh-oh.
2: Are you there? Caller, are you there?
0: So technical difficulty, I think I was saying, just to wrap up that thought, that the cost is, the secret sad punchline is the thing that I really want is is more connection or more safety. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to approximate safety so that I can, Have connection, love, to be understood, to be seen. But the energetic reality is that when I am not being real, the other person is like, whether they sense it or not, just like their animal body antenna of the self is like, ooh, and kind of like pushes me away. And I feel that. I can feel when that happens. And then the The sort of like second arrow of shame comes in. I'm like, Oh, no, I'm doing the thing.
2: Mm. So, yeah,
0: it's that's um that's what I think I mean by palatability is actually a liability. It's a liability for our need for connection. It threatens that. And it's a liability in the sense that, like we are not um, we are not mature stewards of society. And of the culture when we are not intact with our true, authentic, messy studio version of ourselves.
1: <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> like, that's exactly what I feel when, when that's exactly what I felt. And that's exactly what I feel when you first, when I first heard you say those words and render, palatability is a liability. And I thought, oh crap. <laughs> Like she's totally right. And I'm and and if I can I swing and ping pong here for a second. Oh yeah, girl, swing that big D <laughs> <laughs> I think about so many amazing um I'm plugging in my computer. I think about so many amazing healers, death workers, artists, uh Whatever, whatever whatevers, right? who have a service that needs to be provided to their community. yeah a service that needs to be provided to their community, whether it's a small service at the farmers' market or a yoga studio or the library, or a service that needs to be like blasted on a megaphone over TikTok. And I mm-hmm. think about people that have this service inside of them the healing services the book can't be written if the person is so concerned about being palatable and we are in a uh evolutionary uh upgrade right now we are in this this like what do we what do we call these times you know what i mean like these times like what are these times it's People are people are so lost and people are struggling and also new healing modalities, new death care, new art, new thought, new way of life, all of these things want to come through. And the the damn, the holdup is the palatability issue. Also, the palatability issue, this is kind of like a, an appendix or a side note, but the the, pal- the palatability issue should not be resolved through anger. Mm. Like like you know what I mean? Like you never accepted me and middle finger fuck you man, I'm going to come out and be myself. I've been there. I've done it. Oh, scroll uh-huh. scroll through my Instagram. Yes. The anger, not, not breaking through that palatability constriction with anger, unless that's the only way you can get through it. Right. But, Mm -hmm. and I've got, I've got, I help people do that. Right. In my, in my guidance sessions, I help them do that with a really fun theatrical exercise. And, Mm -hmm. but I think the, the thing is, is breaking through that, all of that tension um with love mm. and rad like radical daring intimate love and you and i are on the the Kathy Heller Kool-Aid right now and there's something that this teacher says that I love so much and that's it's not about do you know what I'm gonna say
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: it's not about look at me. Mm-hmm. It's about come with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah. If you think about what it is you're putting out into the world as everyone's gonna be looking at me and not, oh gosh, I need people to come with me, like to this better place. You know, like if you're thinking about it as everyone's gonna be looking at me, it's it's blocking the flow. Yes. And not come with me. And I, like, I get lessons very quickly. I, but I also go through squeezes that are a little more intense than in people. same.
2: I can relate like, to that feeling very you much. can. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. so like it'll be it'll be freaking hell, like body pain, confusion, anxiety, stomach issues, like all the things. And I'm scared and I'm terrified and I've got to like get in my car and drive four hours to the beach just to, you know, like I've got to get, I got Something's got to switch and change. And, and that's that onion layer peeling off. It's not, it's not easy for me, but then when I get the, when I get the lesson, I get it really quickly and it's like the harness comes off and I start Mm. flying and I go much faster and then I'll probably go through another one. And I, I, Just went through this, and I was like, you know what, Narendra? People can. Why don't you scroll back to scroll back a month and look on my social media, and you can see she's in the squeeze.
0: She's mad.
2: She's Mm. frustrated.
1: This isn't working. Something's not working, and she's mad. And I'm in my negative space, and like my limiting thoughts, and like scarcity Mm. gone wild. And, and then I go through the thing and this mm. last this last like unveiling that i've just gone through i'm like you know what freaking leave 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 the tracks leave the trace that you just went through all of that narinder don't go back and be like Aww. oh gosh now they're going to see that i was angry but now but now i'm suddenly like free and expanded and totally in this other place and they're going to be like is she fucking crazy no don't go back and erase and hide mm. that you were angry and Narendra and that you were frustrated and you were really tired because that's making yourself more perfect. Yeah. But just let them go. Okay. This is a human being who has this like
2: fire in her soul and human being mm-hmm. like, again, yeah. it's not about look at me. It's about come with me
1: and I'm going to make all of these messes. Right. But, but I'm (laughs) on to something. I'm on to something. I want, I want other people, Melissa, like,
2: like I'm just gonna be real, real. I'm gonna be real, real. i I've always, since I was a kid, I've wanted peace on earth. I used to ask for it for Christmas. What do you want for Christmas? Peace on earth. And my parent would say, I'm gonna give you peace on earth. No, really, what do you want?
1: And I'd be like, No, really, that's what I want. And it's very idealistic, and I get it. But that's that's really what I want. I want, I want love. I want to feel I want to feel safe to be my wild self and to just love. And I don't want all these rules that tell me how I can love and who I can love and how it's supposed to look and how I can express myself. I just want to be free because death is always walking next to me. And I love death. (laughs) As someone Mm
2: -hmm. said one time, death gives me life every day. Yes. And I want that for other people.
1: Like I see the, I see the little child in everybody and they want their, they want their art up on the wall and they want their project to be seen. And they want, Mm. they want their dance to be done. And they, you know, they want their song to be heard. They want their idea
2: to be taken seriously. And I want that for everybody. And that's the world I want to live in. That's the world I want to see before
1: I head on out. I want to see people living in their fullest soulful expression
2: that their essence is just out there i want to see all the vivid colors Mm. in everybody and Mm. i can't see that because they're blocking it with that palatability yeah i've never expressed that before damn girl that is like a deeply powerful testimony and uh like a very tender call to the carpet. Hi, this is my inner child once. That's why I'm having all these tears, right? I want it to be fair and square.
0: I'm going to send you today, I found it this morning, this um, video that my mom recorded of like, She was like recording on her phone, her television, her like big flat screen TV, where she was like looking at some old home videos. Mm. And there's this video of me, I'm maybe like six years old and I'm with my two older cousins and my dad, who is now deceased, is behind the camera and he's like, okay, everybody say cheese. And I'm so like excited to like, look at my dad through the lens of the camera. And I'm like,
2: cheese,
0: right? And then he's like, cheeseburger. And I'm like, cheeseburger. And then he's like, okay, like sing us a song. Come on, like sing us a song. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, sing the ABC song because that's the song that I know. And I'm like, We're looking at my cousins, and I'm so happy, and I can just see that pure, like what we kind of started this conversation out with that pure, just like light of being witnessed by love. Right. The experience of like, I didn't have the feeling that there was this judgy, scary camera in my face. I had this experience of like, I'm being witnessed by love. Mm. Of course, I want to like sing a song for love for my dad who is embodying like hero of all heroes. And I'm with my cousins and we're like, like yucking it up and like tee hee hee. And then there's a switch in this video where my cousins are probably like, let's say like four and six years older than me. Right. They turn to each other. I'm in the middle. There's three of us. Right. And then I'm in the middle. They turn to each other and they whisper something. And I'm like looking up at them. I'm much shorter. Right. And I just kind of have this like deer in a headlight look on my face of like the the innocence of a child really trying to understand a moment and you can see the gears turning right and then they go okay ready and and then they do this like number this like bit that they have like rehearsed (laughs) and they have these like really thick rural alabama accents and they're like yakety yakety and i'm just like lost You can see my eyes. You can see me just sort of like disappearing in space. I'm like energetically falling into the void as I look up and I'm like, I don't know what's happening anymore. And there's not room for me here. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm not in on the bit.
2: And there's no longer space for me. And something else is now happening.
0: And then my mom like walks by and I guess that was like the sort of like jump cut switch that I needed. And I run away. I don't run to my mom actually, but it was just like, there was this like scene change for me to be able to realize that like, oh, I could leave this moment. And I like run and the way that I'm, it's just so freaking tender. The way I run away, I'm like scared. I'm scared of what's happening, even though it's just like, kids cutting up and like being silly for the camera and I am so struck by hearing like your inner child announce this prayer for humanity that you just gifted us with and like this evidence that I have this very morning of seeing my inner child fall into the backdrop of reality because like to have that candid moment of like, oh, there's no longer space for me and I'm not safe to play here. And I don't know if I'm still being witnessed by love. That's still there, but it's being eclipsed by something else. And so now I'm hiding, mm-hmm. literally running away to hide
2: from this thing that feels too big to name. Mm-hmm. And then what, and then what do you do with that? Like now that you've got the
1: evidence.
0: Oh my God. I'm just like, I'm I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with her. Like that video I could watch a thousand times. I just think she is like, she's like my hero.
2: She's actually my hero. You know? Yeah. And it's funny, actually. I do the the video
0: cuts off. I need to like maybe get the footage from my mom, the original footage that what she sent me cuts off right as I like emerge from I like ran away into this like side room and then I emerge and I have something in my hand, but that's when the video cuts out. So in you asking me, like, what do I do with that? In my imagination, I'm kind of picking up where the video leaves off of like, what's in my hand? What am I coming back in this, like, walking through the wound of hiding and feeling not safe to play and feeling like I've been through the ringer of palatability performance? Like, what do I get to return to the the stage of reality with in hand, like, triumphantly? Like, dude, did you? Okay. Mm -hmm. I know how to... I know how to switch the script on this so that I make room for myself
2: because probably nobody's going to make room for me.
0: And I feel like that's kind of at the heart of what you are really urgently and fervently asking of us. is like, you actually just have to make, you have to make the space for yourself because, and it's going to be messy. It's going to be silly. It's going to be cringy. It's going to be dumb. It's going to be gorgeous and sensational, but you have to like make that space for
2: yourself and announce yourself in your own weird way. The health of humanity relies upon it. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this.
0: So what, if we open up Narendra's like improvisational toolkit right now of like, Mm -hmm. what comes to mind without just, you know, you didn't necessarily have this answer planned, but what comes to mind for you now, when I ask you like, what are your strategies and your tools for like coming out of hiding, coming back from the hiding place, to the witness, to the moment of, of love. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. Tools
1: and strategies. I, I think that I've tried all the tools in the toolkit. You know what I mean? I tried on this and then I was like, Oh wait, that's still a costume. Mm. And I try on another tool and I'm like, Oh wait, that's still a costume or, Oh wait, that's anger. Or, Oh wait, that's, you know, that's not quite it either. And I, Mm. now I'm like, I feel like I've hit the, I've hit the mark. And then I also reserve the right to change my mind about this in six months or two years. But right now I've hit the mark at, you got to tend to your nervous system Mm. when you're changing your costume, you've got to tend to your nervous system when you're stepping out and taking space. You're gonna take you're gonna step out and take space and you're gonna be messy in front of people and you're gonna, you know, XYZ. And it's and and what ultimately the issue is fear. Okay. Yeah, right. So it's fear that you're feeling, and that's what got you there in the first place. And so it's like, how do you take care of your nervous system while also doing brave, courageous things? And one of my personal mottos is be afraid, do it anyway. So do it scared. Yeah. So I'll, I'll do something and know that I'm totally scared and, and people will be like, Oh my God, you're so brave. You know? And Mm. I'm like, actually I'm not, I'm shaking in my boots. Um, Mm. but one, I don't need you to tend to me shaking in my boots as my audience member. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't want to practice codependency with you that way. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So, so I have to own that for myself. I'm doing this thing. I'm afraid when I, while I'm doing it, but I have to do this. I have to come out. I have to be myself. And also I have to take care of my nervous system. And so, you know, everyone's got their thing for me. It's like, I spend a lot of time in solitude, a lot of time in nature, a lot of time with very well-chosen friends, a lot of time in my gorgeous little house, resting my body, taking baths, dancing, moving, singing, all of the things. Right. And so I'm tending to my nervous system and I'm saying to my nervous system, you know, sweet little Narendra, you're, you're actually not in danger. There's no danger around you right now because you put this wild, wild, wacky doodle thing with full of misspellings and typos and horrible grammar on social media.
2: Hmm.
1: Like that's suddenly not going to shut your business down and, and threaten your, threaten your livelihood. Like Hmm. Narendra, you have food on your table. You have a roof over your head. You have goodness. You have safety. You're so, you're so blessed and you've worked really hard to get there and you're there now. And so I say to people like, are you safe? And they go, Yeah, actually, you know, or maybe they're not, but you you have to find this. You if you know, talking about just this palatability thing and it's like tending the nervous system and coaxing the nervous system into this place of look, you took one more step out and you're still safe. Like keep keep going. And so there's that and then there's also some grief work around all of the time lost
2: mm. yes. that
1: that I gave to hiding. Yes. I thought, Melissa, I thought I was going to be on Broadway. I thought I was moving to New York at, you know, 20 something years old after out of school and I thought I was going to sing and dance on Broadway, but I was so terrified. That I didn't go grab my dream and I shut down and I became a caregiver and I, and I, and I took the, I took the quiet tiny route and
2: I have had to process the grief around the liability that that palatability,
1: you know, that, the the problems that that palatability caused. All the time that I gave to hiding, there's, there's grief there. And so, you know, the nervous system work and then processing the grief around this, like Mm. processing the grief around what got me into this hiding place in the first place. Mm -hmm. And also I'm a big, like, not that we have to rush through things, but like, look at it, deal with it and let it go. Mm Mm-hmm. Like the the time is now, and we we need to move through these things. I'm not a big wallower. I, have, I don't really have a lot of patience for wallowing. So like get into the grief practice, get into the
0: grief process and like, move it. Yes. like let it let it flow as sensation. like a neutral, like it can be actually a neutral embodied experience. Yes, That is just like Niagara Falls pouring through and rinsing through the system.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I want to say one thing about what you just, uh, the point before last of like the the grief work for the lost time, that is something that I can deeply relate to. And I imagine I'm anticipating the potential for someone listening to be like, well, there's so much magic in what you learned in the hiding place, right? Like the hiding place as the cave of wonders uh, in and of itself. And of course, you, you know, there's just, there's always so much correctness about everything as it has unfolded. Right. And the wild head trip of like, it's both at the same time. Yeah. It's both. It is precisely both. Like, it was always going to be this way because you needed to gather the, like, Mario Kart coins and the, like, the the fruits and the pebbles. You needed to gather all of that wisdom that you've accumulated in the, like, quote-unquote hiding place, hiding time, which is very, like, dark moon, very, like, cave of the self, internal excavation, right? and there there is the 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 feeling of like i always think of it, think of it as like vegetables withering in the back of the refrigerator like the grief of we bought all these groceries and we put them in the refrigerator for future feasts and then we didn't use them and now we have zucchini soup mess <laughs> in the bottom of the crisper drawer of the refrigerator <laughs> and there is a fucking sadness that we didn't get to eat that
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's
0: both at the same time
1: yes yeah you're totally right
2: and you know and then
1: i'm kind of like and now i've got to like forgive okay now i gotta have the forgiveness practice right oh. and this is this my path yes oh. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> The grace, yes, yeah, the grace, I gotta,
1: the grace, yes, grace wins every race. Just side note, but yeah, now I've got to, now I've got to, now I got to go through and forgive that this was my path, and I didn't get to go to, you know, Broadway and sing and dance, and, and, yeah, and, and find the beauty in it as well. I feel like I feel like the years I was hiding, I was the. The person that shoots out of a cannon as they're sitting inside the cannon waiting for the fire to be lit. You know what I mean? Like the, Wait, the
0: good hold on. Can you say I, don't, that image I don't know where again. I'm going. The circus, no,
1: circus, circus seems
0: it's good. I just I need to like see it in my mind again because okay. it feels very vivid.
1: I feel like the person, like all of those years hiding, oh. is the person inside of the cannon. Waiting for the big boom to come out, and ta-da! You know, and here's the good thing, and here's the light, and here's the show, and here's the spectacle, spectacle, and here's the goodness and the entertainment, and the joy and the happiness, and and soaring through the air. All of that hiding time is when you're that person stuck down, sitting in the, in the bottom of the can, and you're like,
0: "Where is Greg? He was. Did he lose the matches?" my god
1: was there an emergency in the circus tent randy
0: where where is randy the pyrotechnics (laughs) where's my pyrotechnician (laughs) good frank always fucking around
1: (laughs) where's greg with the matches (laughs) right because
0: the true like again the secret punchline of the universe is like bitch you the one with the matches you're like you're in the cannon, and then you're like oh shit
2: you're like reaching your
0: pocket of your like spandex leotard because yes spandex leotards have pockets and you're like oh oh here's the matches (laughs) i was holding them the whole time Uh oh dang it (laughs)
1: yes yes i'm the one hiding and i'm the one that's got the match to get the boom going yes i'm the one that's got the match to blow up my hiding place
0: oh shit that's that's yes yeah and you gotta go it's gonna make a space for you
2: right it greg is not coming (laughs) (laughs) yes Ah. yes how are you feeling
1: about like your process as we're in the process, and you're like your? How are you feeling about your personal process as we're sitting here in this in this process?
0: I have this feeling. Thank you so much for asking. I have this feeling. I'm being reminded of of this thing that like once upon a time before a thing called a pandemic, when I would make dances and live performance with other people and like be in a, a rigorous, regular performance practice, mm-hmm. um, I would always feel that like whatever project that I was working on at that time, it was like working on me, that I, it was like a kind of soul initiation. And I was just there as the vessel and the conduit to bring this thing through, right? Mm-hmm. And it was gonna have all kinds of like inner loving machinations machinations um that word sounds really funny now that I'm saying it like years that I'm gonna like or like sandpaper gradients it's gonna like work on me rub me sculpt the clayness of me into a new form and I will be different on the other side of that
2: mm-hmm.
0: um I'm reminded of that in this moment of having this conversation with you And that we've like opened up the portal of the the podcast space as a kind of performance practice. And I feel like something is shifting in me. Something is moving by the sheer, it's not permission. What's the word? The, The courage, the courage to like step into the fire of like, Yeah, let's press record and let it rip.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's something that happens when you take that. um, Something else Kathy Heller says.
0: uh, We'll link Kathy in the show notes because (laughs) she's a genius. Um, Something else that she says I, I love all the time. She's like, changing your life takes 20 seconds of courage. Most people won't take take that 20 seconds. Wow. Wow. That's what it is. It's only 20 seconds of courage. The choice to actually be like, yes, we should record this and we should put it on the Internet. The choice to like pick up the phone and cold call somebody, send the cold call email, like open the sketchbook Mm -hmm. after Mm -hmm. years of not uh returning to your email newsletter after months and months of radio silence it takes 20 seconds of courage to be like okay there's so many reasons to not there's so many reasons to stay in my little canon cave of hiding
2: and just comfortability what if mm-hmm. i just like light the uncomfortable match Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, we need to do this. Like we need, we need to do this and we need to
1: maybe just consider that the work that we are here to do is, is not our song and dance. Hmm. That the work we are here to do is something really great. It's mother nature moving through us right it's the evolution it's a part of the evolutionary process it's like why we're here right now like maybe we can sit, maybe we can consider i'm totally holding back nature i'm screaming and complaining about all this stuff like falling
2: apart and on our planet and here i am holding it back wow yeah totally Like the flower wants to blossom and bloom for the love of fucking God. Like let the flower blossom and
0: bloom. Damn girl. Okay, I need to restate that in the way that I understood you to just say that. Like you want to talk about climate grief? Mm -hmm. You want to talk about like we just humans are destroying the planet and isn't that just like the worst possible thing? Meanwhile, on the individual level, We are like slamming the brakes, slamming the brakes, slamming the brakes, like building the Hoover Dam over and over again. I love this thing. Dory Midnight has this like, um, grab this like drawing that's sort of a meme that I think about all the time, which is close the prisons,
2: abolish the dams, or like open the dams, close the prisons. And I'm like, we're all just like, like,
0: the waterways, the actual physical waterways of our world need to be released and they need to be rushed. And like the history of damming up water supply has all kinds of like fuckery to do with like the state controlling who gets access to resource and land, right? Blah, blah. And we're literally doing that on the individual level. Uh-huh. Like the dam of palatability. Yes. The dam of excuses. And "Ah, I don't know, they're not ready. Or it's not ready. Or I'm not ready.
1: Or I don't deserve it. Or there's not enough resources for
2: me. Right? Yeah. Every little bit. Yeah. That's such a gorgeous distinction of like, if we want to
0: like do right by the planet, start with like letting the flower bloom and letting the river flow of the self
1: yes (sighs) okay i I see this like trend you know this like trending thought right now and it's you know it's like we're not witnessing nature we are part of nature Mm. you know like Mm -hmm. me tooting through the cemetery this morning with my coffee and enjoying the nature i'm i'm and that little squirrel runs away because of my company and that butterfly moves because of my company or or this or the garden the gardener tends the the flowers at the cemetery like we are a part of nature we are not just witnessing nature like, I think that's a, mm. people can buy that. I'm like, that's pretty, like, that's pretty easy to buy, right? Like, we are a part of nature.
0: It's we are It's a not just, palatable thing to say. It's yes. a
1: very palatable we thing. We can get on board with that. I think the 4 billion people on, that are going to hear this can understand that. <laughs> but we are a part of nature. And so we're like, I'm a part of nature. 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 But I'm not going to let myself grow. I might be too much. I might be. T- I might be too much. My flower might be too. My flower might be too bold and and bright or too smelly, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, okay, so you're literally like putting a big old stop sign
0: in front of your own place in nature. You're like paving over. The, yeah. the wild flower field. Yeah. to be like, We need to rain this out. You're putting a fence up. Yes. The wild flower field. Yes.
1: Oh, my gosh. I can't do it anymore. I can't
2: do it anymore. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. So. Yo. um, On that note. Wowie McWowersons.
0: That feels like a beautiful note to, to close on. Yeah. Open open the dam, open the floodgate, let the flower free the
1: soul, free the spirit, free the essence, free the creativity, free the ideas, free the self, mm-hmm. and keep the nervous system in your you know, like keep your own nervous system your own responsibility.
0: If people are just like chomping at the bit, salivating, and they're and like, oh, my God, Narendra! like everything you just said spoke so deeply to my heart and my inner child. Mm. And they want to know more about you and where they can hang out with you more. How do people hang out with you more?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I love my sweet little enchanted life guidance sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, it's a one-on-one with me. And it's not therapy. it's this. It's just like whatever it wants to be. and I and I usually will give people some pretty radical fun homework
2: uh-huh.
1: um, that helps them step out more. Um, so mm-hmm. if people want to work with me, that's Enchanted life guidance sessions. Um, and I'm I love them. I really, really enjoy doing those. And then also, um, people, I love an invitation human design projector here I love Mm -hmm. an invitation um and so yeah people inviting me to like I don't know teach a class come speak I would love those too, and um ultimately I would yeah follow me on
0: Instagram Mm -hmm.
2: and you um, are doing
0: much much educating teaching inspiring and um just general riffing reality riffing up in the the IG space.
1: Yes, it's the one that seems to to land and feel really good for me. and I love a lot yes. of people there. So yeah. how about you, Melissa? because I am gonna cross post this onto my podcast.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
1: mm-hmm. um I like how can people get time with you? Is there mm-hmm. is there a way to do that right now?
0: um yes at the time when this it sort of depends on the time that this gets launched out into the world um people can work with me in a one-on-one capacity but I'm um, in the process of doling out some new workshops regarding creative practice regarding grief work regarding movement and embodiment um so yeah checking my website and being on my email list is the best place which all that will be linked okay yes okay i love you so much narinder thank you so much for this time i love you too i free you to be you i free you to be you i free you to be you thank you so much for listening to this episode of witch sweat with narinder basin if you found anything delightful and meaningful Please do the thing where you press subscribe, rate, and leave a review for this podcast. And maybe above all else, send it to someone who you know could really use this message right now. It really, really does make a difference in growing this show. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being a listener. And see you next week. Alright, sing me your song.